ginseng needs to be grown in the shade. Why doesn't the solar panel farms place the panels higher in the air to grow ginseng under them? Other than uh, low-light crops. I, I don't know. Maybe they do, Phil. Maybe they do. I bet I could find somebody who knows about stuff like that, about growing and where ginseng is best grown. My guest this morning is Taylor Schaefer. She's the 75th Alice in Dairyland. And this morning, we are all in for ginseng. Uh, Alice, Taylor, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning. How are you? I am well. Do your friends just call you Alice? Or do they still some call you Taylor? Some of them do. Some call me Taylor. It really right. just depends on the day, but I respond to both. <laughs> Either of them. you got to be. I'm sure you're Alice forever, aren't you? So let's talk a little mm-hmm. about ginseng. I did not know until uh, you reminded me, I guess I knew this a long time ago, that 95% of ginseng grown in the United States is grown in Wisconsin. It surprises me a little bit. We actually grow more than 95% oh. of oh. all cultivated U.S. ginseng right here in Wisconsin. So we produce about 98% of wow. all cultivated ginseng I'm surprised grown in the U.S. It, it, we have the right kind of soil and weather? Mm-hmm. We do. We have the perfect climate and soil to grow ginseng, especially in that Marathon County area. You mentioned those shade covers before, and that's really an easy way to identify a ginseng field, especially during the summer. Because that root will stay in the ground for about five to six years before it is harvested, and it's very susceptible to the sun and also the cold. So our ginseng growers are out there pretty much every single day, all year round, making sure that the crop is healthy, it's getting the nutrients and everything else that it needs to grow properly. And the shade covers are just one thing that we use to protect that plant. So they they can't just put up the shades to keep a, a filtered sun helping ginseng to grow and then cover the ginseng field with uh, you know, with leaves or with moss or with some kind of insulation insulation that would uh, uh, decompose and be fertilizer come spring and and call it good. They still have to be out there in the winter. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they will check on the fields during the winter just to make sure that that cover doesn't really have any damage to it and that it is protecting the plant. So a lot of times they'll use things like straw or even bark, things that are reusable in the soil, something that can stay there and really keep nutrients in once the ginseng is done growing. And something that not a lot of people know, actually, too, is ginseng can only be grown on the same soil one time. It can never be grown more than once. It's an unexplained phenomenon. No one really knows why it happens, but it doesn't matter if it's 10 years or 100 years. That ginseng will never grow more than one time on the same soil. Really? So there really can't be such a thing as a ginseng farm because you're not you can't even rotate around and just grow it this year on this these acres and then 5 years from now it rotates back around you grow corn and soybeans and potatoes and whatever and then it's it's time for ginseng again only grow it there once and then never again Mm-hmm. Only once and never again. So wow. a lot of our ginseng producers will work with nearby farms and will actually rent in a certain amount of acres every couple of years. So let's say that they grow ginseng on three to four acres. Well, maybe then they'll start at a three to four acre plot on one side of the field and just gradually work their way over until their field is completely full of ginseng or was in the past. It really is a great crop that adds nutrients back to the soil. 
So certainly if you are adding it into a field that traditionally grows corn and soybeans, it's something that's going to return really great nutrients to that and help that plant further grow once the ginseng is gone. Too. All right. So, and can you grow ginseng and, you know, like amongst corn or with something else, or it's got to be ginseng and then plow that up and then plant something else, ginseng solo and then other things after ginseng. It'll be ginseng solo and then other things after ginseng. That's too bad. I was thinking, you know, if you grew it with corn, then corn would be able to produce all the shade necessary because the corn stalks grow tall, then they block the sun, keep ginseng cool, keep the roots cool, and I'm just wrong. (laughs) That's too bad. Well, and that also puts the kibosh on the ideas of find a solar farm, a solar panel farm, grow ginseng under those solar panels, and uh, it's a good idea, but you can only do it once. Then you got to mm-hmm. go. Then you got to go find a different solar panel. Uh, what about uh, the number of acres? I'm curious. Uh, you know, can you grow a lot, a lot of ginseng in a small space? You can. So a lot of ginseng grows in a small space. So typically, when you go to a ginseng farm, what you'll see is maybe a two to three acre plot, and that's really all that they have in that certain location. It really depends on the size of the grower. We have about five different growers that are really on the map all over the world for producing a lot of ginseng. So a lot of ginseng really doesn't have to be grown on very many acres. It could be five to six acres, and that could be something that will sustain their business for the entire year. Right, but then it has to be five or six different acres some other time. Does, and, and that's uh, – I'm just – so kind uh, of the largest producer pick a guy – Mike's Ginseng Farm, he's the largest producer of ginseng in Wisconsin. He might still only have a five-acre plot of land. It's just a different five acres every year. Is that Mm -hmm. sort of accurate or at least on the right track? On the right track, yeah. So every grower is obviously different. It really depends on the farm, what their goals are, what their size is, too. I've even seen two-acre plots where every two rows, they have a different year growing there. So they'll have maybe a five-year crop in one row, a six-year crop in the next row, and then they just started brand new with a first-year crop in the remaining row. So it really just depends on the grower. All right. So you can't plant ginseng this spring and harvest it in the fall. It like uh, like other plants, it takes years to uh, to mature before you can start harvesting that ginseng. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Ah, so about okay. five to six years before it's harvested. Well, at least then you have a reason to be a, a, a landowner. I can imagine that ginseng farmers are knocking on uh, other landowner doors all the time asking if they've got a plot of land that they're going to let go uh, go fallow this year. Can I plant ginseng on it this year, and then I'll be out of here? But, but it's a it's a yearly. How long does it? But when you plant the seeds or the the roots, how long before that particular ginseng can be harvested for sale? Five to six years. Five. So you okay. can harvest it a little bit earlier, but the longer that that seed and the crop stays in the ground, the bigger the root will grow. All right. When you want so you'll big have roots. more return on your investment if you right. wait longer. And is a root of a, a big root of ginseng as tasty and as sweet and I don't know as tender as a little root of ginseng? They taste the same. They pretty or much all have the same Do the they? same taste, okay. pretty much across all sizes. But the bigger roots produce obviously more product. Right. So if you're in a hurry, you could harvest the little ones. But uh, you know, if you're in it for the long term, the big roots. 
and and but you got to pull it out. You you don't want to leave it there for ten years or twenty years. Mm-hmm. I got this gigantic ginseng. Uh, and I entered it into a contest in California, and I won the giant pumpkin, and I won the giant ginseng. That's not the way it works, right? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. I'm just seeing. Just trying to figure out what else could be fun. <laughs> I got this gigantic ginseng root. I had to put it on an 18-wheeler flatbed, and I won the world's largest ginseng root contest. It was really cool. Said nobody mm. ever. Just something to think. <laughs> something to think about, Alice, when you're... Talking about what are we going to do to make ginseng more fun, more popular, and you can have a contest. In the meantime, when you're buying ginseng, 98% of it's grown right here in Wisconsin, and that is cool. Uh, I would ask, I'm, let's see, what have I said? Quickly, what's your favorite thing to put uh, ginseng in or on? Well, there are so many different ways that you can consume ginseng from capsules to ginseng powder to ginseng tea and really so much more. I have really been experimenting with a lot of new recipes at home, especially since the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin just released this brand new recipe book on their website. You can find it at ginsengboard.com. But one recipe that I've really been enjoying, especially during this time of the year, is a tossed chicken salad using kale, romaine, oranges, some almond slices, and then, of course, that dressing has the ginseng powder inside of it. So that's just one recipe that I have really enjoyed. Cool. I've also found that ginseng pairs very well with cranberries and oranges. Perfect for Wisconsin. Perfect. Uh, ginsengboard.com. 